If you feel that life is just getting you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Hey, everybody. We're here again. It's Friday. It's Friday. We made it. We did. I'm Annette. I'm Myrna. And we have an interesting show for you today. Yes, we always do. Yeah. yeah. But first, we have some business to talk about. Okay. So we don't have numbers. We don't have numbers yet? We don't yet. have numbers yet. No. Oh, we're getting low on our numbers. Well, I don't know. We do have numbers. We have numbers. Yeah. We Not have just... We have some good numbers, and we want to thank everybody for listening to us because we're up in our numbers. Yes, we are. We yeah. just don't have territory numbers. But you, can... Myrna got quiet. Okay. Myrna got quiet. How so, did get... so we have numbers, and but we don't have the regular numbers that we usually have because anyway, we don't have them yet. But we will. But but tell them how many listeners we have. Oh, a whole bunch. We had like, like an increase of two thousand yeah. something. So far this month. So. And that helps us a lot. People. Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. We want to we want to thank everybody for listening to us. And we want to tell you that Myrna has managed to download our donation button to more places. So everybody that's listening to us, it isn't that hard to find our donation button. And it's, we're all on Facebook mm-hmm. and it's on Twitter, isn't it? Um, I haven't put it on Twitter yet, but it's on Facebook and it's on, um, you can go to abadaddygirls.live on Voice America and they are kind enough to allow us to put one there. And all we're asking for is a dollar. That's right. Yeah. Just a dollar. Anybody can afford a dollar. So please donate us a dollar because if everybody out there donates us a dollar, we'll be able to pay our bill. Yep. We will. So please help. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we want to just um, say hi, hey or hi to the Facebook guys that are out there. And yeah. thank you for listening, too. And there's one other thing I want to say. Happy birthday to Lorna, my cousin. Today is her birthday. All right. Yeah. How young is she? Do you know? I don't really know. I haven't been down to Kansas for a long time. Oh, I haven't okay. seen her that much. Okay. But I miss her. And the next time I go to Kansas, we'll have to get together. Mm-hmm. We'd I think I've met her. We went out, yeah, for, we went to, out lunch. to lunch. Out, with yeah. Can I, I want to do one promo. Can I do that? Go ahead. Promo right here. Oh. My grandson, Brady, Brayden. Yeah. Excuse this, me. This is my baby though. Yeah, He's a junior at Derby. Of course he's not a baby anymore. No, he's not. Derby High School. And to, this is homecoming and they play, I think, Bishop Carroll. So go Panthers. I mean, just think so. how. He was so little and so skinny before, but now look how good looking he is. Number, I think it's 86. I think it, that number is reversed, but I think it's, it's, it's no, 88. Eight, no, it's 86. I think it's 86. It's 86. It's 88. It's 86. See the six right there? But that's no. okay. It looks like 88 and to I, me. And I actually but. have two great nephews on that team too that I didn't even know about till last night so anyway but he is gotten to be quite a guy he is so you want me to do that or you're gonna go ahead gonna <laughs> i'm pin not my sure. pin I'll my pin skin it to her for sure for sure that wouldn't be a good idea i don't think josh would appreciate the scream in his ear that's kind of hangy but i can fix it later there all righty so we got all that done yeah all right so 
Let's get on to what we're on to the show. That's right. Um, Levi is here again. We put that in our posts and um, everybody's been praying for Levi. Yes. And he was on our show the first time in October uh, 19th of last year. And then he um, was in our on our show on July 12th of this year. Last year, the first year, it was the chains that bind. Okay. And I don't remember what that show was on in July. July. I don't remember. Either. I don't either. And Continuation of the chains yeah. that bind. <laughs> and um, we had, in March of this year, we went before the parole board, and we thought we had a, a really tight exit plan for him. We had support, and we were in there, and we just knew we were going to bring him home, and and it didn't happen. But you know March. something that was so awesome? He wasn't angry about it. No. He even complimented the pro board yeah. on our la- on the last show that he was on. Yeah. And that was in July. So um, every day, just for those of you who have not listened to October 19th, 2018, or July 12th, 2019, you need to go back and listen to those. And then December 28th, 2018, you need to listen to his family. And we do hope to get his family back on. We won't tell you why, but we hope to get his family back on um, for another show. So... Um, the so he became a Christian. I'll let you know that if you just as a summary for him before the change he, that bind. He shared how God changed his life of crime and addiction to a life of freedom and peace. He continues to serve the Lord in prison by preaching, witnessing, praying with inmates, teaching Bible-based father classes, and the Christian stand he takes daily puts his life in jeopardy. If you guys knew the man before mm. and you know the man now, mm. you'd see an awesome mm-hmm. man. Yeah. I knew him somewhat before. I mean, not 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 out of sight of jail, but I knew I got to know him before he really got to really get, get a relationship with mm-hmm. God. And that man is so awesome now. Yeah, I love him. So in March, we went before the parole board and he was denied parole. And we were pretty upset about that because he had we felt like the prison system was supposed to rehabilitate people. We feel like he had rehabilitated rehabilitated because he he did everything right he did all the programs and everything i feel like but, they took him away from us yeah and so um, i wanted him but oh goodness god has a plan he has a plan on september yep. 17th like levi reminded us you know it's up to god not up to That's us right. it's not up to the pro board nope. and if god doesn't want him to come here there, there's right. a reason for right. it right so on God Se- had to, I mean, and Levi had to remind me of that. Yeah. So on September 17th, Levi presented a exit plan to the, actually two, but to the parole commission. And we're not going to, we're just going to shut up because Levi has a story yeah. and we're just going to let Levi talk. So yeah. Levi. How's it going? Thanks for having me on guys. It's good to hear You're from welcome. you guys. It's good to be here. Um, yeah, and you spoke a little bit about the father's class, and, and uh, just this last Thursday, we uh, we graduated another seven men from that, and right. uh, we're going to graduate another seven this Sunday, because um, we have two classes running, which is amazing. Um, you know, and we, we started with almost 50 this time, and um, oh. just to kind of tell the intensity of the program and, and what we're doing, the world's selling something today that is this feel-good thing, and... And sometimes a guy's gotta gotta walk away from something, and so to have have 14 people out of these two classes still there is is remarkable. And these other guys will come around, but ministry is uh, great in that area. God has been multiplying so much. 
uh, as you guys spoke about, we just went and had a hearing September 17th, and, and uh, the parole commission opted to grant me parole this time, and uh, the plan was a little different than what we would have had it be if it was our own choice, of course, um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, and now it's looking for the blessings in there. Uh, I know it was, a, it was a tough thing, and those people are making hard decisions every day. Yes, they are. And mm-hmm. it was a hard decision with my past criminal record to make that decision for them. Uh, you know, we walked in there, uh, we stood firm on, on 1 Samuel twelve sixteen that says, uh, Now therefore stand still and see the great thing that the Lord will do before your eyes. And, right. um, and we watched it. And we watched it in action. We stood on it. Uh, you know, if, if somebody in my shoes, they might have went home if they had social media and put something like hashtag God moved. But the truth is, God's been moving all along through this thing. And yes. uh, for us, sometimes God moves not in the way we want Him to. And it's not the way we have it. And if we got a choice in it, we would change it. Because uh, that's our flesh. And we want to feed our flesh sometimes. So to know that God's moved through this. And in March, there was something else I had that had to be, and I've watched that play out in the ministry that we've had here, is, as I've got to be more official on closing the doors to ministry for me inside of here, at least temporarily, because um, I do believe God will probably open them up again for me to come back in, not in handcuffs this time, of course. That's right, not in handcuffs. <laughs> not through the back doors, but through the front doors. Well, well you know, Levi, Absolutely. I have complained to God several times. You've complained to God? Yeah. I complained to him about not doing it my way. Yeah. <laughs> we had him. We told him what, right. he, what he needed to do, right? Well, I wanted you at our house. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and there, was a, there was a big part of me that did as well. And, and I don't know what God's got in the cards. I know that uh, this area down here in the Treasure Valley has gave me a warm welcoming. And yes. there's, there's definitely a lot of ministry going down on down here, a lot of active ministry going on. And uh, this just might be further part of the part of the schooling that God's been running me through right now. Um, you know, we've done we've done some things here that have have just been massively changing. You know, we get up and we preach and teach and we preach the word and we talk about the body of Christ. And as leaders here at this at this prison, we've realized that we weren't functioning as a body at the leadership level at the high at the high level and so we we collapsed some of our ministries and we put them under one banner and uh started showing it from there the leadership point so the body can come together and we can start working together because the cool thing is that the incarcerated church has been so blessed and there's not a part of me right now that's going to tell you that that god wanted me to come here because he absolutely did but he did He'll definitely, he'll definitely use me coming here for, for oh. me and for his benefit. You know, too often I hear guys say, and they say, oh, yeah, I had to come here. And, and, and that's just not true. God had a very much different plan. But since you made those choices, he'll, he'll do something with them. And, uh, and he's done that um, in this. And we've, we've got to be attentive to that. We've got to have our ears tuned in, and we've got to be listening for what that is. Um, you know, we, we just changed all of our services, and we've got, we've got four or five guys that are really strong in their faith and that are teaching and preaching the Word, and we've come together under one banner to do that. And uh, just, just let the body be represented the way it should as a functioning body. Yeah. 
well, God has told me some things that can happen and stuff while you're down there and things that he will put into place. And I thought, only God, only God can do these things. You know, we, we thought we won't get a see Levi very much. Oh, yeah, we can. We are always down in Boise. <laughs> and what's wrong with us not staying with you guys yeah. when we go down there mm-hmm. and get to spend time with you that Once way? His parole is over. Mm-hmm. So, well, there will, def- there will definitely always be a bed open there for you at our home. So, mm-hmm. and Lacey already told us she's moving down there with you. Yeah, yeah, and we're, you know, and we're gonna, we're gonna do that in the Lord's timing right now. That's we're, right. Uh, we're, yeah. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot there, you know, and it, it would have been so much different if it was just me, but it, it is, it is my family, and I'm glad you brought Lacey up. Uh, man, uh, I've just been so blessed with the wife that the Lord has, has given me, and what, what a, a concrete pillar in my life she has been as, as this transformation, and as we've grown together as Christians, as husband and wife, as, as parents, and, and the things that have occurred in this journey have just been amazing, and, you know, for her, this is, this is a huge thing, everything's changing really fast, and for the girls, too, and, um, you know, I, I, I ask the audience, if you guys are praying, people, please pray for her in this as, as these changes go, for her strength. And she's been through, so strong through all of this. And you definitely know what Proverbs is talking about when it's talking about finding favor with God when you find a good wife. Because I found an amazing one. And, and yes, she's been did. the glue that held it all together, mm-hmm. um, which has just been absolutely amazing. One, one of the things that I enjoy on Sunday mornings and I've never said this to Lacey, but I'm saying it to the world, um, is to watch her worship. Um, her worship is so heartfelt, and um, it's just awesome. Because, you know, being as personal as we are with Lacey and, you know, going through the struggle and working through this since, oh, my gosh, how long has it been, Levi? 2000? Well, well, November will be... Five years that I've been incarcerated, and, and I think I've been we came in on you guys for for four years now. Yeah, four. I think it's awesome when we get a kneel at the altar with Lacey mm-hmm. because she's actually finds the time to lay her stuff down with us. Mm-hmm. Because Lacey's a very busy lady, mm-hmm. and she's got a lot on her shoulders. Yeah, yeah. But that's absolutely. the time she can really no, get real. No. Proverbs 31, yeah. that's definitely her. And if you yeah. haven't read... Yeah, the whole, yeah, if, the whole if, thing yeah. right there, absolutely. Yeah. If you haven't read all. Proverbs 31, um, we encourage you to get to, get a Bible, and it's the last chapter of Proverbs, and Proverbs is in the Old Testament. So I um, encourage you to, to read the last part of Proverbs 31, because that definitely describes Levi's lovely wife, Lacey. We love you and your yeah. family, Levi. So just kind of talk yeah. about, um, you know, the roller coaster ride spiritually and emotionally of, of the arrest and clear back there, you know, five years ago and, and what you've, what you, who you are today and how that happened. You know, because you're not the same man. You are not the same man. Well, I- and you know, and, and we serve such a perfect God. He knew exactly what it was going to take. Um, you know, before my arrest is actually where it all began. Yep. Um, God took a swing at me and made sure that it was apparent who He was in my life. 
before my arrest. And yeah. uh, it, you know, when people hear my testimony, they're like, well, well why didn't you just run to him then? And, man, it was because it was terrifying. I, I ran into something bigger than me. <laughs> and, um, it, you know, and it scared me. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he knew, though, he knew that if, that if this arrest wouldn't have happened just the way it did and everything happened just the way it was, that I wouldn't be here talking to you guys on a telephone right now. I wouldn't That's be right. getting ready to go up and, and, and teach a group of men that are in prison for a variety of things the Word of God. Um, you know, and some of them are hard men. And, uh, and I wouldn't be doing that. And so, as it's taken place, you know, I, I look back and, and I just look up to God and smile like some of the things I, I remember when I first came to Christ and the most important thing to me was making sure I had the fanciest cover on my Bible. Um, you know, and that was, that was one And I remember the first guys that I reached out to and said, man, we're going to study the Word together. And they said, oh, okay. And we set up a time. And, and, and as a disciplined person in a dark world, I, I, I took some of that over with me. You know, one of them sleeping, and I remember dragging his mattress off the bunk in, in the jail, telling him, hey, we're supposed to be up Bible studying. You know, mm-hmm. and today I realize that's not exactly how God would have had it done, because uh, I'm able to listen to him a little more. Um, but it's just so what would you do? So what would you do it today? If you were, what do you do today to get them when they're asleep? Man, you know, today I... It, it's if you read through the Bible, and I hadn't at that point very well. You know, there's there's one thing that's going to change everything, and that's love. Um, it it yep. works with everything. I don't think we should misconstrue it. It's not a you feel good in every situation thing. It's it's love. It's that everything that's manifested out of your heart is of Christ, and and that love will flow through that. It'll flow through the Spirit through you. Um, you know, just loving these people because, man, there's people in all kinds of places, you know. Um, there's a Christian band, and they're called Wolves at the Gate. And uh, it's a heavy metal Christian band. And I would venture to say that if we were to have a band title name here, it would be that the Wolves are, are they're here. They're inside. Mm-hmm. We, we worship in an interfaith chapel where there's Satanism going on, Wiccan, Voodoo, uh, Catholicism, Jehovah's Witness, with all of these different people. And the wolves sit amongst you. They sit right next to you in the pews because they came up mm-hmm. to have a drug deal or a date night or whatever it might be. Right. And, and what a mission field. What a place to learn how to love. And we sat down and we had church. This couple from North Carolina came in last night, and uh, they were here for about an hour. But before they showed, before they got to go up on the stage, we had some time with them, and we had some church. And we talked about church out there, and we talked about the incarcerated church. And we talked about the rawness of it, the, the stripped awayness of it. We talked about the fact that the people that are coming up here, man, they're fighting through the enemy to get there. And they're fighting through the people that tell you that all kinds of bad things about being a Christian and they make fun of you and they talk bad about you and they're fighting through that just to come up and worship and and they're going through it. The mission field's here, it's raw, it's stripped away. Worship here is so much from the heart. Um, watching these men just get up, it's not something that's on their schedule or a checklist thing that they have to knock off of their to-do list. It, it's, it's raw, and it's real, and, and there's warfare here, the spiritual warfare gets intense, and, and it's all right here. This is seminary for guys 
this is the mission field. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah, so, yeah and it's, it's amazing. So what do you, so emotionally, what was your, you know, as you, so you, so you have changed your witnessing strategy from kind of like, um, like you were when we met you, you're in charge and everybody else is going to fall in place to, um, <laughs> I mean, that's what you were <laughs> to, yeah, hey, you know, yeah, no, it was, it was ugly. Yeah, well, we loved you through it, and that's okay, because that's what God does for us, because we have our ways, too, that aren't always right. To to what you've moved to is that love's the answer. Let's love them in. And, and if they come into the chapel, like you said, for a date night or for a drug deal, hey, they're still going to hear it. You know, they've been exposed to the gospel. I remember back when Levi was first going to go into the chapel and saying, uh, I dread this because of what all kinds of people are going to be there. Yeah. But now he says it's okay. Yeah. Remember that, yeah, Levi? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, just coming, just hitting this prison yard as a Christian instead of a drug dealer, I was terrified, you know. Right. Yeah, oh, I didn't know what that meant. You know, I, I thought that meant getting used and abused and, and chewed up and spit out and that Christians were weak and all of these things. And, and man, let me tell you, I... I, I walk through this yard, and I'm, man, I'm, I'm treated so well by everybody, and uh, and they will. These people will grab a hold of you if they if they see that you're you're just somebody that's using Christ as some kind of escape route. They'll chew you up, but man, if they see Christ in you, it doesn't matter. Bad, good, evil, whatever we know in the Bible, the demons they knew who Jesus was very well, and, and, and they, they paid good attention. You know, and they shook uh, too. You like, yeah, you let Christ be manifest in your life, and let me tell you, man, the demons—they—they—they you know, they, they wave as you go by and give you a wide berth, and—and uh, and that's the truth here, um, and it is here. And, and once in a while, they—they they come in and let you talk to them. Uh, I just—I was just blessed enough to be a part of a, a a kid that had been involved with the Satanist group here, and he—he he walked up. I was doing sound for a service, and he walked up to me and he said, "I need to talk to you. I've been a Satanist, and I want to know God." And, wow! Right. Uh, mm. and, and that's that's where it's at. That that's yeah. the miracle, and, uh, and 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 that's what makes it good. This kid was just so lost, and uh, and now, man, he's he's involved in Bible study. I got to see him be baptized last Saturday, and um, just amazing things. Um, God hey, so Levi. To us. hey, Levi, I remember back yeah. when you was One minute ready remaining. to transport over oh, there. I remember when Can you was transporting. Can we pick that question up? Yeah, when I call we'll back? pick it up. Yeah. yeah. All right. That, all right, because Levi has to hang back. up. Okay. Okay. Yep. We'll go to break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. 
Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call one 888 346-9141 That's 1-888-346-9141 You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com Now, back to Myrna and Annette Alright, we are back We are back with Levi who is calling us from um, a state penitentiary and we have to um, he, he gets a 30 minute phone call for those of you who don't, don't know that and then it goes dead, and then he has to call us back. So we have another 30 minutes with Levi, which will be to the end of the show, which is awesome. And I so, will finish my question. All righty. So, Levi. All right. Yeah. yeah glad to see you back. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. I was asking you a question. I was saying that I remember back when you were getting ready to transport over to the prison over there. And we were talking. You'd call me up because you were worried about what was going to happen to you when you got over there because you being a Christian and not doing drugs. And you would tell us how you were going to try to stay as strong as you could, but you were worried about being beat up. And so we'd pray about that. Remember? Absolutely. And I, I would tell you how, you know, God will protect you. And back then your faith wasn't as strong as it is now. And you'd say, well, I don't know how much God would protect me because sometimes he lets things happen to us. But if I get beat up, I may, may weaken and I may end up having to do things I'll regret. Remember those words? Absolutely. You know, and and, and to some part of me, there's not a lot of change in there because God does allow some things to happen and he allows it to happen to his strongest. And uh, Mm -hmm. the the difference today is, is I'm okay with whatever happens to me. If it's Mm -hmm. for the glory of God. But now, but now you're stronger than that, and he has protected you all the way, hasn't he? Absolutely, yeah. No, yeah, not a doubt. And 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 you know, some some things happened, and, and obviously it's not you know physical. Some things that have been allowed to happen, and, and it was all for my growth. It was for his glory. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and things that just made mm-hmm. me stronger and stronger in him. What is what if? If you can share a couple of stories, I know our listeners would, would like to hear just a couple of stories how God has worked in your life, like, or in, you know, through you, like the Satanist um, young man that came to you. 
What's what's some other stories? I'd like you to share the one about the guy on the walkway and the guy. Yes. The one where you was called Preacher Man. You know, um, man, I, I, honestly, I think the first story that I, that I would tell is, is it's a story about God's timing, really. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we look at somebody and, and, and we say, man, it just doesn't look like you see any progress there. I've, uh, I've got a man right now that's working with me. We had some things happen at our chapel, and the, all, of the, all of the inmate workers were, were removed from there. And so because of that, I came back to this chapel to start working again uh, and doing ministry there. Um, I've got a friend that he's, uh, he's got a second-degree murder charge, um, which looked at today, if, if they would put him back through the court system, I think it would be a self-defense thing. And so being faced with being here because of something you did, that's, that's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. Being here because of something you did is harder for people. And, right. and they want God to just step in and remove it all, and sometimes he doesn't. And so this man has been playing that game, that standoff game with God that, you know, I'll, I'll be yours as long as you do what I want you to do. And when all this happened and I went back up and started helping at the chapel through all these, we had a special event show up and uh, he was talking to me and he's just been a root of bitterness in him bad. Mm. And he said, he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to the chapel, man. He goes, what are you doing up there? I said, well, back up there volunteering through this hard time for him. And, and he said, uh, I said, you need, you need help. And God moved. Mm. Moved in his heart. Um, he's getting ready to be the worker at the chapel now, one of the ones that will be hired as they hire the new set of workers. And um, just the, the changes that I have seen in his life. Um, you know, I've been here and I've ran into guys that knew me from my past. Uh, knew what I was about, and, and and some of those guys sit in on our services right now, and they stand wow. up and they praise and worship God uh, right next to us. And, and the fact is, is they were they were gang members, and they were some of the hardest of the hard. And um, and, and to see that just come alive, to see ministry in action, to watch the Holy Spirit move in such mighty ways and, and, and move them that nobody thought, including their own mothers, that anything would ever change them. You know, um, mm-hmm. that, that's the power of Christ. And and it's moving all through here. Um, you know, uh, the guy that came in last night, they asked us and they said, man, you guys pray for a revival here. And, uh, mm-hmm. and the truth is, we watch waves of it come through here. And right now we're on another one of those times where the Spirit is moving so much here, and, and, and the chapel's filling again, and it's another season. And sometimes things have to burn down before regrowth occurs. And right. we go through those seasons. And we're in one of those seasons right now where the Spirit's just moving through this place, and people are getting fed. And uh, it's it's an amazing thing. Um, you know, I, we could we could sit here and have three more hours of, of telling just story after story of conversion stories of 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 people just that you never would have thought of that you never would have known um, even had the capacity to know God. And I'm I'm one of them. You know, uh, you could ask everybody from the past twenty years of my life, and and if they if you told them that Levi's in prison right now preaching and teaching the Word of God, they'd laugh and they'd say, well, I must be a different guy. Um, you know, and that's, that's the power of Christ. Yeah. The reason I want you to tell a story about 
the guy on the walkway because it tells of a good Samaritan story. Mm-hmm. So I've got a ton of breezeway stories, and I guess I'm not sure a lot goes down on that breezeway. You're going to have to trigger my. It was where the guy was hurt there. on the on the breezeway, and and nobody would help. Oh, him. absolutely! Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, in prison, there's a there's codes of conduct and rules of etiquette, and 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 the rule is if somebody's laying there, you, you just leave them there. Um, and that's, and that's the not rule. that's not that is the inmate rule, not necessarily that's, the prison that's rule. The Okay. Yeah, that's All the right. convict mentality. Okay. That person could have got jumped, could have could have had a green light, they could have been hit, whatever. And I came upon this man, and and you know, and he's he's laying on the ground, uh, and and everybody's just walking away, or walking around, and and you know, what's cool about that is the story's actually progressed because as I picked up that, you know, as I helped this man out, we, we, we chose to help this man out, you know, people made some rude comments, things like that, some, some devastating comments, you know, some of them that even, you know, talk like violence might come behind them. The cool thing about it is, is that people still know this today, and, and there's people that were part of that, that it's given them confidence to step out and, and, and to care about people in public and in this public. Um, and so as that's happened, some of those same guys are guys now that know because we're the example as Christians exactly. we walk out our faith and our faith is on display whether you are a Christian that sits in the pews or stands behind the pulpit your faith is on display mm-hmm. and the way you move through this yard is going to determine that and if we back down in one spot then what we've done is we've essentially said that Jesus isn't enough and that's right. just not the truth we go boldly into everything we do. So you mentioned a phrase, and I'm going to have you explain it. You said you didn't know whether that man was also green light. What does that mean? So that's just basically that man's done something to get himself in bad standings with another gang or whatever, okay. and, and so they've, they've said it's okay to hurt that man, and they've okay. basically they've issued the warrant for that man to be, be hurt is uh, kind of what that means. And so you definitely, you know, if you get involved in that, you try to help somebody in that situation, then that, in essence, could get you greenlit. Just the politics, which, you know, right. the thing we know today with politics in prison is that they tend to fold in on themselves, you know. Um, and so, so we see so much of it. Today I've had the privilege of watching many men that are gang members come to Christ. And what a beautiful thing that is to understand that the master they were serving was a dead end road. And, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is who's going to help them when they leave? You know, because we, they've got to get into a, they can't go back into their same environment that they left. They need to be discipleships. You know, we've, you know, people's got to step in and help them. What, what do you think about, give us some insight. Well, you know, I mean, I'm glad you guys have brought this up because, you know, one of the things that I'm not going to say it's a fear because it's not, I, I, there's not a lot of fear I have in my life today, but as I think about going outside of here, mm-hmm. I get to hear so much from our volunteers that come in and serve in here about what the church looks like, and I've had so many opportunities offered up, and as people try to pull me one way or the other to one church or the other, um, the one thing that... that, that that I'm worried about today is that 
I know here what we do and out there. It's what I preach. I preach messages and I talk about how happy I am that I don't have to worry about an offering plate being full to keep on the light bill. Um, I can preach a hard message. I can preach right. rough truth. Um, today, man, what we're worried about as Christians in here is the compromises in the church out there. Um, mm-hmm. And so getting the body of Christ to function as the body of Christ um, to come around these people and surround themselves um, and just to, to embrace these people as brothers because sometimes we're seeing in these churches where it seems like they think it's their private country club and they're not interested in having anybody inside that don't smell the same, look the same, feel the same. Mm-hmm. I've got a chance to take take seat pew next to two men that were having a date night or a guy that was passing drugs or that, that has nothing to do with God. And churches out there have their nose up and door closed, but the commission says we're to go out and talk to those people. Matthew right. 28 lets us know that. Right. And right. so these programs, we've got a program here right now called Free to Succeed. It's a mm-hmm. mentorship program. Right. And it's where you can get a mentor going outside of here. Your first steps outside of here are so very important. Um, you know, I've always ran down to the parole office and wanted to look like the poster child for parole so I could get back to doing what I do best. And that was manipulating and conning back in that time. And, you know, my first place I want to be is in a church, church parking lot, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, finding the body of Christ with their arms wide open, just the way Christ has his arms wide open to us. You know, I, that is a question that I had. What do you, I mean, because you do a lot of ministry in the prison and between the classes and the preaching and the teaching and, you know, just the praying of, of different men that come up to you and ask you for that. What are you going to do when you get released in February? And um, I didn't know if I was supposed to say that. I don't know. Sorry. What are you going to do when to fill that ministry void? Well, when you're released. You know, so one of the things that I've done here that God gave me the opportunity to do is, is not just experience a pulpit ministry um, or a classroom ministry, um, but to be actively engaged in ministry, whether it's at work. I, I worked for Idaho Correctional Industries as a furniture clerk as well. Right. And so I'm, I'm around about 150 men who who have a variety of backgrounds. And um, being a Christian everywhere you're at, um, you know, too often we put our Christianity on like it's a suit to go to church with on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, you know, ministry is so much deeper than standing behind a pulpit with a Bible in your hand. Um, ministry is discerning, walking down the street past somebody and realizing that they're having a bad day and that something as simple as a God bless might change all of that form and, and a kind and warm smile. Um, ministry in action, you know, uh, all parts. And I had a friend who left here and I think he thought the doors were going to open and they were going to need him to preach in churches and do all these things, and then he'd been built up in that here. And, and it, was a, it was a stumbling block for him when he walked out, the fact that there wasn't people beating down his door to come and teach and preach the Word of God for him. Mm. And he got lonely. Um, mm. We've got to be so sure of our motives behind what we're doing. 
Um, you know, and, and, and I say it like this. Uh, the next service I go preach at, I'm not down there to preach to a whole bunch of people. I'm down there to do what God called me to do. And if there's no people in that room, I'm going to preach the same message that I would if there was 150 people in that room. Okay. Yeah, loud enough to so get one person to come in. Mm-hmm. What's that? I said, and you'll preach loud enough to get somebody to come in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so it's just serving him. And, you know, mm-hmm. as, as we've started this leadership thing, we have this leadership meeting every week. And, and as we, we talk about these questions, a lot of times we look for a question. It'll pop up and we'll say, well, how are we going to handle that? And the truth is that the way I handle that situation today might not be the same way that God leads us to handle it tomorrow. Right. And right. so we don't come up with these strict structures and guidelines mm-hmm. and, and being flexible. Um, you know, I think as Christians, we can get this tunnel vision thing and we can just be going straight down this line. And we don't realize that God's telling us to move left or right, take a turn here, take a turn there. See, I want you to stop by here and we just get this tunnel vision. So being flexible and, and, and being able to listen for his voice and to be able to hear him and, and grab direction, not not just to puff ourselves up on the knowledge we have of the Bible and say, well, this is good, so that's what I'm going to go do, but actually to listen for the direction. A good soldier is, is led by his commanding officer, and he goes out and does that. Mm-hmm. And we've got, to do the, we've got to do the same as Christians. That's right. So you're talking about consistency mm-hmm. and faithfulness. And it sounds like the obedience. Exactly. Exactly. You're walking the talk, obviously. Well, and and if you don't have a relationship with Christ, because you got to do the studying and and the relationship with Christ, you'll never hear his voice. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to be able to hear him in order to follow him. Mm -hmm. You know, we we, we joke around here in the services. I I, I tell guys, I I say, uh, you know, I understand that your Bible makes a really good TV stand, but, you know, if you, if you, if you take <laughs> like it out that. and read it, it'll do some amazing things, um, you know, and, and it is, and, and trying to get guys here, you know, to see that there's more than just coming to church on Sunday, or find a Bible study you like throughout the week, um, right. that, it's, that it is, it's, it's reading the Word, it's praying, it's meditating, it's going to God first when the so, tragedy strikes. So how, how, how um, I don't want to say easy or difficult, but how to, for you, because I know you have worked in that chapel off and on consistently. How is it going to, what emotion or how are you going to feel walking away from that? And um, leave, because you've, you've built it again and you guys have changed it. You've clap, collapsed all the ministries into one ministry umbrella. Um, how, what's it going to feel like to walk away and say, it's all yours? You know, it's, it's amazing to me. A, a year and a half ago, it might have been something rough. Um, mm-hmm. But today, it's like, man, I know God's got everything lined up. God's okay. got the guys behind me coming in. He's, uh, you know, there's, there's these guys in these leadership. One of the guys that's involved in leadership with us has 10 years left on his fix. That's 10 years before he can even go see a parole commission. Um, okay. You know, and, and we've been 
blessed with the opportunity to encourage him, to lift him up in the word. He will be part of the next he'll be part of the next season of people that come through there and, and teach and preach. So I'm blessed. And doing this is a great thing. Um you know, and, and, and it's good to let that growth happen, to let that continue. Mm-hmm. You know, I think God progresses us through and moves us into places where we need to be. And uh, and it's a blessing. It's a blessing to know that I'm going to be able to walk away from there and know it's flourishing. And, and God willing, I might get a chance to come back too, you know. So. What I think God amazing. did is dissected your heart enough, and he knew you. He knows your faithfulness. And... He knows what he can do with you, Levi. And God loves you so much. And I think he's proud of you. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think God's very proud of you, Levi. Job well and he's got a job cut out for you out there. Mm-hmm. And he got you ready for it by yep. put, putting you where you're at. Mm-hmm. He got you ready for it. And when he opens those doors and lets you out, he'll take you down a field you never walked down before. And Levi, when you get ready for that, Walk out with, with your eyes in, in front of you. Don't look back. Just go forward and don't look back. And you'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and just leaning on him for everything. Um, so. You know, right now, uh, the Lord's got me in a study of the Beatitudes right now. And oh. um, just as we're reading the first three, um, you know, I, I could be stuck the rest of my life on just studying the depth of, of the first one. Um, yep. You know, and I encourage anybody out there that's listening that study it and understand what it means to be poor in spirit. The bankruptcy mm-hmm. that Jesus was talking about taking place in your life right here, that there was no more of you left, that, that the cupboards are bare, everything's wiped out, and, and we, we see these teachings that seem odd if you don't know who God is and say, to, to say, hey, what do you mean poor in spirit? Why do I want to be poor in spirit? And talking about being blessed because of it, to be able to empty yourself out completely, to be broke, and, and to have the ability to have God fill us up. I think there's a lot of people that are in church today. And you could explain to somebody to what that's like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, well, there's people that are trying to, trying to get full, and they're already filled. The Bible talks about God being this overflowing filling that just continues, you know, um, but we've got to remove everything. We've got to empty out. We've got to get to the end of ourselves. You know, we've got to make sure there's nothing left. Because that's hey, how God comes in and starts to just Levi, do that overflowing. Levi, the day that you wanted to end your life, the day that you told me about that story and how you you woke up mm-hmm. and you seen that sunshine and you seen God and that you were at the end of your ropes then. And you were empty. You were poor in spirit. And God filled you. Yeah. That is poor you in know, spirit. Right. And it's that, it's, that, it's that place where God gets a chance to come in. Right. And, um, but you had nothing left. No. And, and, and what's cool is, you know, when we read the Beatitudes, we look at it and we see that, that he, you know, God's, God's perfection, he did it exactly how it had to be. The first one signifies that that brokenness. And the second one, we go in and we start talking about mourning. And, and in that mourning, we talk about mourning our sin, mourning the life we lived, mourning the person that we were, mourning when our flesh gets a hold of us, mourning those things. And, and the fact that God comes in and comforts, 
when we recognize them and realize them and we start to do something about them, we turn them over. We hand them to God to deal with them. He comforts us in that. And uh, what a beautiful thing. You know, Once again, the, the Beatitudes are found in the Bible, in the New Testament, in the first book of the New Testament, in Matthew. Chapter 5, I think, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. They're in chapter 5, and uh, they start at verse 3, but, but read, read, verses, read the other verses as well, because as it goes right. in and it talks about it, you see that the writer, he, he had put in there and he chose to say that one of the most amazing and profound parts of the attitudes to me is, as, he's, as the writer's talking about this, he, he tells us that Jesus spoke. Mm-hmm. And, and why is that so very important? Because that's right. Because when he spoke, he was doing a whole other kind of ministry. Now, the truth is that Jesus's life was ministry, mm-hmm. and he was teaching with his mouth closed so often. But here, yep. here it talks about he spoke, and and what was about ready to come out at that point was so profound. It was it was life altering. It was completely the opposite of anything that we think logically in the flesh without having the Holy Spirit, and it, and it was going to be profound. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that it's all one thing. I, when I first read them, when I became a Christian, I said, well, man, I'd like to be this one. I'd like to be the peacemaker. You know, and, and it's not. It's a wholeness. It's all one that God's talking about, and, and he's developing it that in us, in the process of sanctification, we're gaining those attributes in Christ. Exactly. Those characteristics are starting to flourish in our life. Okay. There's one aspect, and it's, it's the nuts and bolts, but, but some people don't have never been through this process before, so what you did was um, you went to prison, and then you went before the parole board. This was like the fourth time that you went before the parole commission? So it was the Fifth time. Fifth time. Okay. That we had either that we had either did a, a self ish or a pool or, okay. or a revocation. Okay. And so once you once and then they pronounced that yes, you can be out on parole. So it's not like you obviously were talking to you, and so you're still there. And so they gave you um, several months to be you know before your parole date. But you don't just walk, I mean, you know, in the movies, these people just walk out with their suitcase and a family member picks them up and they ride off into the sunset. That's not, um, that's that's not, not how, how it works. That's not life. So um, can you just explain to our listeners kind of what you had to do in order for you to walk through the gate? Yeah, well, they obviously gave me a tentative date um, of February 13th. And, uh, you know, the day before Valentine's Day. So mm-hmm. um, that's the Is date. Is it like to close for. to your birthday, too, huh? What's that? Close to your birthday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a couple yeah. days away from that as well. Yeah. Um, so a little more excited about Valentine's Day than anything. Um, <laughs> uh, to be, to be you, we don't get to celebrate um, your birthday. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, visiting, visiting room hugs and, and quick peck kisses and all of that yeah. stuff for, you know, um, to, to have that be a thing in the past is going to be amazing. Because right. um, obviously, I think I told you guys earlier, I have an amazing wife. And, yes, you um, do. You know, um, so, so I, get, pretty one I get to do these things. Absolutely beautiful, inside and out. And, yep. um, so it's, uh, 
if you want to see if you want to see God's creation at its best, then you know give my wife a call, Facebook or That's FaceTime right. or whatever you'd like to do, That's and, right. and you'll exactly see that. Um, so now the thing is that that we have is the decision about where I go, the decision right. about um, you know if for me as my wife fulfills her contract with her work, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go to a halfway house for a while, a faith-based mm-hmm. halfway house. Um, if I am, if I'm if I get the opportunity, um, I was given a job in Tampa. Um, somebody spoke for it well for me and got mm-hmm. me a job with a blessing. Um, God moved through that, and mm-hmm. there's these CRCs that are community release centers. And I'm just on the verge of being too short on time to go to one, but we're trying. And what that would do is it would put me at another institution, a minimum security facility, um, where I would get the opportunity to go out and work every day. Um, mm-hmm. And then I would be released from there. I would go to this faith-based halfway house. And at that point, my, my wife and I will be planning what we want our lives to look like down here um, mm-hmm. and, and what God has in that for us. And we'll start making those plans to, to put our family back together in the physical. And um, so it's a long road still, you know. It um, is. Still it, very Levi, long I, want, a I want to tell you something. You ought to see your little girls' faces. Oh. They are so different in church yeah. now, and they're smiling and mm-hmm. giggling. And and when I asked them what mm-hmm. they thought about the decision mm-hmm. the jail made, they giggle and laugh uh-huh. and say, Wee! We're happy. <laughs> Definitely lighten their hearts. Yes. They love it. They so, are so excited. All right, so we have about a minute or so left. Is there anything you want to say in that minute that you feel like the Lord is leading you to say, Levi? You know, uh, to, to just talk to the viewers and let them know, um, in the Bible, read it. And One minute remaining. Matthew 6 tells us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Mm-hmm. Everything else will come around. Read the book of Haggai where it talks about us building up the Lord's church and then let the Lord build you up instead of trying to build your church first. And uh, let God bless you because he wants yes. to. Um, you know, and trust in him with all your heart. Mm-hmm. And your life will will change dramatically um, in a good way. And uh, live that blessed life because it's beautiful. That's right. Well, we want to thank you for being on the show today. And we love you, Levi. Absolutely. And we it's love the Lord. We're glad. Love you guys, yeah. too. Yeah. Right. We can't wait to Absolutely. come see you. God bless. God bless. So, listeners, right. thank, you for, thank you for joining us today, listeners. And um, we will keep you updated on Levi. And we look forward to next Friday's show. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Maybe if we give maybe her so. On. Yeah, if we can get, we're going to try to get Lacey and the girls on. But if not, next Friday we'll do it sometime soon. So we'll thank you for listening. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend. 